Aligning my chakras. Right, right. Were they were they misaligned? They were heavily misaligned. Okay. Yeah, I'm. What's a chakra? Be, they're like, I'm not sure. They're, they're those, like there's like seven of them, I think, and they run up and down the center of your body from like oh, yeah. basically the top of your head down to like your yeah, that's your right. bum or whatever. And that's, is that like yeah. what um, acupuncture is based on? I don't know. Isn't acupuncture? Uh, I thought it was. No, maybe they're particular nerve points. Okay. Anyway, I think they're all made up. But anyway, it's good that you're trying to align them. Yeah. How, how'd you go in Supercoach last week? Uh, well, bad. Ten sixty four. Uh, I didn't really move in terms of my overall score. Okay. Um, Did you win your head to head? No, I lost my head to head. So. So a quick rundown on what happened there. Um, after after the first night, I was looking good because my opponent left Mansour in, which means he got an AE there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is looking sweet. Then I traded in Munster on Friday as I was planning to. Um, he obviously only played half a game and now he's gone. So wow, where tears there. Um, but also my opponent had uh, Pappenhausen. So I got destroyed on Friday night. Ouch. I got Ouch. absolutely, yeah. Anyway, so then on Saturday, um, I was far behind. I had to um, depod my captain from Payne Haas, who we both had him on, to Tamalolo. That was a positive move. Um, and he, my opponent had also traded in Xavier Coates, which I was planning to do as well. But again, because I was still behind, even after the Tamalolo thing, um I ended up trading in uh, Tessie Niu, like I think you did as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did. Um, which also got me, I don't know, 20 points, 30 points, whatever, and, and freed up a little bit more cash. So, yeah, so uh, I, I sort of clawed back a little bit through the weekend, but not enough to get me a W. And also, like, his AE still got, like, 40 points anyway, so it wasn't it wasn't horrible Yeah, okay. for him. So, yeah. Yeah, that that didn't go well. Um, I have no halves. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, so basically, what you were messaging me on Friday night was uh, like, yeah, if anyone has kids, earmuffs. It was like, fuck, fuck. I should have got Cleary. Fuck, fuck. I fucking hate this game. I fucking hate him. All no. So so Teddy has fucked me again. We, we talked a few weeks ago about how I thought Teddy cost me like 200 points. Yeah. He might have cost me more than 200 points this week. All right. So. All right. What did you actually score? I scored 1,027, which. Did uh, that make you go backwards a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I fell about 1,300 spots to about 2,700. So uh-huh. it was bad, but actually under the circumstances, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So. Mm-hmm. 
So I had five guys out with a one-week injury or something. So I've got yeah. I've got five guys back this week that I did, that didn't play last week. So mm-hmm. not only did I have all the carnage that we talked about last week, but Joe Tarpany and Mansell pulled out like just before the game. Yep. So this week I've got Carrigan, Tarpany, Mansell, Best, and Tedesco all straight back into my seventeen. Uh-huh. So that's huge. Um, yep. assuming, assuming they all play, but I think they will. Tarpany maybe yep. in some doubt. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so because of all those outs. And Teddy, Teddy's out being, we, we didn't really know until about 8 o'clock on what, Friday night or something. Yep. So all week I'd planned to trade Moses for Cleary. In fact, I even said to you last week, I think it's an 80-point difference between them. Yep. All week I was going to do Moses to Cleary and I was going to do uh, Turbo to Munster. Uh-huh. Um, but because I was down to, I was down to actually 14 players playing before trades, so I thought, rather than trading Moses to Cleary, I better just trade like trade out guys that aren't playing. So I've got For someone who is yeah, yeah. So sixteen warm bodies at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up doing Watkins to uh, Tessie New, yep. Rather than rather than Moses to Cleary, and that was about a. I would have been fifty points better off just by doing the Moses to. To Cleary trade because Moses and Tessie knew together only scored about forty odd points. Whereas wait, Cleary wait, what? What kinds of the the Titans guy? Yeah, you still had that guy. I still had him. Yeah, just sitting there doing nothing. So I that thought, guy can't far out. So I thought it was time to get rid of Australia's him. a distant memory for him, but <laughs> not in your team. So so back to the Teddy thing. Mm-hmm. If Teddy hadn't, well, the whole Cleary thing was just a bit unknown. But if Teddy hadn't had played, number one, I would have had 17 players. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would have done the Cleary trade. Yeah. And who knows what Teddy would have scored against the, the Dragons. I probably would have captained him. And the player I did captain was Cam Munster, who, mm-hmm. when he got injured in the first five minutes, that's when I was, like, giving you my fuck, 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 fucks. Because I thought he was going to get about five as my captain. So, actually, Pappenhausen, went, like, had a bit of a strain beforehand. Who was obviously a, like a an antipod against me, and I was like, "Oh, you know, you don't want to wish anything bad on somebody, but could kind of help my score if you just got a little bit of a, a, a tinge." And then Monster died. Anyway, I was very lucky that he somehow eked out a fifty-four and half a game. Yeah, because otherwise it would have been a completely lost off. Anyway, yeah. so now both my halves are injured, um, so I'm going to have to replace them. Um, yeah. I don't know. We can talk about that now if you like. Who the best replacements well, you think are? I think so because, like, that I think a lot of coaches are going to be in similar positions. Um, yeah. For those that aren't, well, congratulations to you. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people would have brought in Munster. So first things first: yeah. injuries. How long are they? Moses is out for. We're hearing about two or three weeks, mm-hmm. um, and they're saying Munster is out for three to four weeks. Yeah. Now, the, so the only thing about Munster is that that injury, the, he's got an MCL, I think. Yeah. Now, I'm no physio, but I'm pretty sure that I've seen a lot of guys come back early from that injury. Right. right. And in two weeks, they've got the Titans. Mm-hmm. So they've got two hard games this week and next week, and then they play the Titans. So if you were yeah. to tell me he was going to come back early, like he was going to come back early, 
for that Titans game and you, you can You'd tell me him. that now, I'd hold him. Yep. Yep. But given that the information we have at the moment is three to four weeks and he's going to miss that Titans game, mm-hmm. I think he's a sell. Moses was a sell anyway. The fact that he's out for a few games means that he's just definitely a sell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cleary going over. So, so as in I like the last minute, all week I had the Moses to Cleary trade booked in, and then the mm-hmm. Teddy thing made me reverse it. And then I was thinking, great, he was on thirty, maybe twenty-eight or twenty-nine points with like ten minutes to go. He scored yeah. seventy points in the last ten minutes, and fifty of them were in one play. Yeah, yeah. it killed me. It killed me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So okay, so as it stands, a lot of people maybe carrying Moses and they have to trade him out. Um, yep. If you don't have Nathan Cleary at this point and you can afford to get him, he's currently averaging 15 points per game more than the next best option. Yep. Yep. He's, so, like... He just... He scores super coach points yeah. for breakfast. Like, he's just in everything. He makes so many tackles. He runs the ball a lot. He offloads... He's a great goal kicker. If his goal kicking had been on, because if he didn't have that like giant lump on his face, he mm-hmm. would have scored like 120. Yeah. And he didn't, apart from that one try that he scored, he didn't do that much. Yeah. I know. You know? I agree. He, yeah. He didn't do much and he was missing kicks. Yeah. I was like, I think he's going to average 80 now. comfortably. And he's got a great run coming up. Yeah. Starting with the Tigers this week. Yeah, absolute no brainer. Mind you, the, the Tigers have looked all right in the last couple of weeks. They have. Um, so, yeah, I think Moses to Cleary is basically a no-brainer. But there are some other guys out there that I want to talk about that you could you could for halfback or for five eighth because there's a couple of switchy guys who are, who. So I could even I could potentially guys. get a center for Moses if I wanted to. Why? Because I can move. Um, I can trade out Moses. I can trade Williams up to halfback, who's currently in, in my five eighth. I can uh-huh. trade Drinkwater, who's in my fullback spot. Up to five eighth, yep. And then I can trade a Lomax or a Hammer into fullback and trade in a center. Oh, that's nice. Are um, you going to do that? Sorry, are you going to do that? Well, the one guy that I want to talk about that. So I think I think Nathan Cleary is like the obvious option and probably the best option to replace Moses. Yes. Um, obviously, Caleb Ponga or Tedesco, if you don't have them, are also great options if you can afford them. Yes. Uh, Tedesco's got a pretty hard game, but, you know, I'm not even sure, to be honest, if Melbourne can even contain him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ponga, I think, actually, well, Manly has looked like a hard game, but they, well, they were a different team without Turbo last week. Yeah. They were coming off a tough tough game against the Raiders, and they got beaten up a lot in that game and had injuries, so they might be better this week. But I can still mm-hmm. see Ponga scoring a lot of points this week mm-hmm. against Manly. So anyway, so there's Tedesco and Ponga who are potential options if you've got the right switchies. Yeah. But one guy in the centres that I think is an absolute, uh, I don't know, trade of the week, if you don't have him, is Mr. Mitchell. L. Mitchell? Yeah. I know Mm. he scored 13 on the weekend, uh, but I actually think he was quite involved. It's just that everything he touched turned to shit and he got got beaten and the Panthers are a good team. Mm-hmm. That Bulldogs team, they made the Tigers look like the Holland Globetrotters. BJ was passing it between his legs. And they've lost their best player as and well. And they've lost their best player. 
And looking at that back line, that is one of the worst back lines I've seen assembled in NRL history. <laughs> That's some it, hyperbole there. Yeah. It is seriously bad. I'm just going to read it out to you. Yeah. DWZ at fullback, Nick uh-huh. Meany, Remus Smith, Marcelo Montoya, Christian Crichton, Kieran Foran, and Brandon Wakeman. Apart from Kieran yeah. Foran, I don't. DWZ is a terrible fullback, and the rest of them, I'm not sure they make any other first grade team. Yeah, they're like. They're like the weird, like Shelbyville, like <laughs> yeah, they're kind pretty of, bad. Like, yeah, 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 they're not. For, I don't think many of them are first graders, right? Um, our our, our boy Jack Avarillo died, didn't he? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, okay. uh, the forward pack is slightly better. The back rowers are sort of alright, but yeah, not still not great. I can see the Rabbitohs putting a huge score in them. And you never know, like, you know, teams show up on the day. It's very hard to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? I, th- I think it's an inspired move. Not many people are going to trade in Latrell with a break-even in the 120s. I can see him hitting uh, 120. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. Um, and and they've got the Tigers the following week who, yeah. again, might, might, might still leak a few points. The other obvious guy is, is Sean Johnson. Yes, yes. Um, so, all right. Well, okay. So let's talk about five-eighths since you brought up Sean Johnson because he's also a five-eighth. Yeah. So after Munster, you're, I think the three realistic options that we should talk about are SJ, Carl Flanagan, and Dylan Brown. Yep. Okay. So... First of all, with Johnson, listen to these next five games. I know, I know. Titans this week. Then Panthers next week. Okay, that's a hard one. Then the Warriors. Then the Dragons. Then the Broncos. Oh, my God. Like, what are we doing? Do I, should I, like, I'll, I'll mention the other two, but I don't, I, I don't really see the point. Besides that Panthers game, that is the easiest one you could make up. You haven't mentioned Luke Keary. Well, he doesn't kick. No, he doesn't, but he's been he scoring does. very well. Yeah. They've got a tough game this week, obviously, against the Storm. Yeah, okay. So so with the Roosters, they have, a, yeah, like you said, they have a tough game this week against the Storm. But... After this week, if you want to hold on to him, they have the Cowboys the week after. Then they have the Raiders in round 10, which is pretty hard. But then they go Warriors, Titans, Dragons. Rounds 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't think the Raiders are as good as they were last year. Yeah. They've dropped dropped Curtis Scott now. So, they're... Because... Did you see that stat that 50% of the Raiders' tries were Curtis Scott's fault? Uh, I did not. Yeah, there's the mean, stat that the, came the out. The ones they let in. They literally the said out. that 50% of the tries scored against the Raiders were Curtis Scott's fault. Whoa, okay. Over the over the season. Okay. Um. And so he's been dropped from Michael Oldfield. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe that shores up their defence a little bit. but And their defence hasn't been terrible, but... 
it hasn't been anywhere near as good as it was last year. Yep. Um, so I don't think the Raiders game is as hard as maybe as what it looks on paper. Okay. So then if that's the case, they have a great run. Now, maybe not this week, but George Williams has a pretty easy game this week. They're playing the Dragons. He does. Uh, they are. Yeah, they are. They're playing the Dragons. And next week, a Williams to Flanagan or um, Kiri, if you want, trade would go down really well. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really tasty. Absolutely. Uh, Williams yeah. said, I don't know if he was being serious or not, but Williams, you know, have you noticed how big his nose is? You know what his nickname is, right? <laughs> no, what's his nickname? Pinocchio. Right. Well, Pinocchio's nose got smashed all over his face on the weekend. Right. Um, and he said, I'm not, he's not going to run the ball this week because he's too worried about his face, his nose. Okay. I don't know if he was like taking the piss or not, but maybe something yeah. to take into consideration if you're thinking about playing him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so the other guy I brought up was Dylan Brown. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you brought up Dylan Brown and also um, young mate from the Roosters. Flano. Flano. Yeah, yeah. So, so with Flano... Uh, trading him in possibly next week because they have the storm this week, um, I think is is a worthwhile option. He's got a great run, but I'd, I'd hold off one week because of the storm game, and also you have the ability to play Williams this week. So Williams to Flano, I'm penciling him in for next week. I probably won't have the trades to do it, but I want to do it. Um, and yeah, and Dylan Brown has Cowboys this week, then Knights. Okay, that might be hard. Then a depleted mailing in round 10, Tigers and Bulldogs, Sharks, Dragons. So that's a pretty good run. Now, if you reckon the time that Moses is going to be out, which would you say, two to three weeks? Yeah, two to three weeks. Yeah, if you think Brown's going to be the focal point of the team, then it might be worth a look. I think he's probably the third best option based on that run. Um, yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does without Moses. Um, yeah. So Jai Field has been named as the the replacement halfback. Yeah, Jai Field's fast. See, but he can't tackle. It's hard to see him kind of, you know, taking a lot of ball off Dylan Brown. I actually reckon Gutho will take a lot. Yeah, I mean Gutho, and Gutho should get the kicking as well. He should. If he wasn't fullback only, I'd have a look. Yeah, well, I don't have Ponga yet, so like. Little interesting bridge. I don't mind Gutho, but I don't probably don't have the balls to do it. But the other guy that, that gets very interesting from Parramatta, and I've been talking about him almost every week, is is Maker Sivo. Yes. If everything's going down that side even more than it has been, then Sivo becomes very interesting. And because he had that low score a couple of weeks ago, he's now primed for a trade in. That's right. Four eighty seven K break even in the mid forties. Scored a try that both last two games against the Roosters and Canberra. And he has North Queensland this week. North Queensland this week. And you can almost uh, do a direct trade, even though the one I'm about to mention has a very low break even. A low max to Sevo trade, mm-hmm. I really like this week. It's about a 30k jump. Um, and Sevo's got a pretty good run coming up, and Lomax has not quite. Like, you know, Lomax is going to be, make a bit more money because of that low break even, but I still yep. think it's a good trade this week because Lomax has got a pretty hard game. Yep. 
right, yeah, I, I agree with all those with all those options. I think I think SJ SJ and Cleary are the obvious options in both those spots. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're easily the best option in both those spots. But you know, a Zag can often pay off when it's you know Munster seemed like the best op- option last week, and look what happened. Yep. So yeah, I think I think Cleary and SJ are probably the two most obvious trades. Um, I'm not going to say what trades I'm going to do this week, just because my opponent in head to head is definitely a listener of this podcast. So uh, shout out to to Dorian's team, uh, Latrell Thinking. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. So I think those two are the obvious. Trades. If you can do the switcheroo that I can do with Latrell, I would seriously consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on balance, I think I'm going to go for SJ over Latrell just because he's a bit cheaper. His run is better over the long term. Yep. Um, yeah, but but just for this week, wow, Latrell could. He's a captaincy option this week, I think too. Yeah. want to talk about some of the games yeah so that first game big game roosters versus melbourne mm-hmm. so the roosters lost yeah go on no uh, i was just gonna ask how many millions of dollars bmos is worth now oh he's in the 700s imagine if he got on bmos about four weeks ago he's uh yeah He's like uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino, just like some old guy running around just fucking owning all the young guys. Absolutely. Hey, you'd be pretty happy if you held on to Ryan Pappenhausen. You would be very happy if you held on. I mean, he still has performed poorly over the course of the season, but yeah, last week's 120-odd would have made you feel a bit better anyway. So, I mean, this would be a very interesting game. As I said before, I'm not sure that the that the Storm can hold off the Roosters in their current form. Mm-hmm. So I still think that, that Teddy could be a pretty good option for a v, at least a VC this weekend. Yep. Plays early. Um, you know, I, I think he could still score pretty well. Nat Butcher comes into 13. Yeah, so, yeah. so that he, there's a couple of interesting ones. So with um, Vic Radley gone... Yeah, Nat Butcher's in at 13, and with Verrill's also gone, Jake Friend looks like we'll get 80 minutes at hooker. Well, he might get spelled by Orbo, but yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, a couple of pretty good options. Um, so something I've been thinking about is that there are absolutely no trade-down options uh, in the front and second row. This was the Zugzawang I was talking about I know, last I know, I know. So... A guy like Nat Butcher, who's about 370k, might end up being the best you can do. So if you've got a, like a 470k guy, 450k guy, and you need to pre up a bit of money, but you're not ready to sort of nuff guys out yet, 
mm-hmm. a, a Nat Butcher or a um, Hudson Young potentially. Yeah, Gouger. Gouger. Yeah, Gouger's back. I think he's around that 370k mark as well. Is that right? Uh, I think so, yeah. They might be the best you can do. The other guy I was looking at is um, Braden Ueli. Oh, yeah. He... He's dropped a fair bit, eh? Yeah, he's sort of in the in that 300 range as well. Let me just have a look. He, he actually doesn't have great sort of PPM, mm-hmm. but he's starting to come back into form, and he's the kind of guy that could crash over and actually like, score a few tries and, and uh, make, some, make some value back. Okay, so Nat Butcher's 378, but he's fallen 144,000 so far this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got the potential to score well. Break even of 66, so you could wait a week and see sort of what his role looks like. There's Bailey Sirinan. He's 200k. Scored a try yeah, last no. week. No. He's got a very small role, though. Really does. Uh, Hudson Young is 367k. He's got a break even of 35. He's probably he's probably a this week trade. Yep. And where's my boy Hamlin Hamlin Ueli? Three thirty-seven k for Hamlin. Okay. And still, he's got a break even of thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a reasonable option. Uh, I don't think. He's I, on the bench I, I, again this week, but it looks like Fafita's not going to have much of a role going forward. So he should get at least forty minutes. Yeah, and that's he's, right. He's that kind of guy that looks like they've got that amazing run. I can see him scoring a few meat fires. And to be honest, the Titans have been giving up a lot of tries to props. Okay. So okay. it could be this week a good a good good week to get in early if you need a player. Yeah. All right, and then down to the backs uh, quickly again. Tommy Talau. Yeah, okay. he scored two tries, um, and only scored seventy one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, hard to say. There's, there's still you can still get Tessie Neu, Neu in. He's still bottom yeah. dollar. Um, well, is he got his spot? I don't know. Well, he's got his spot, and also, uh, Isaaco. So Tessie Neu got subbed off the last fifteen yeah. minutes of the game, which really annoyed me last week as I was playing him. Um, yep. But Isaaco is now on the wing, and there's no back on the bench. Mm-hmm. So you would think that Tessie at least gets a full 80 minutes. And I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he looked okay as well. Like, you know, first full game at, at the fullback, wasn't it? Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, first full game at fullback. He looked pretty dangerous like, at times. He looked dangerous. He looked pretty dangerous in attack. He um, made some mistakes in defense, but, I mean, that's to be expected. So Tom did yeah. on the back, on the bench, but he's he's not an outside back. He's a, he's a half. Um, yep. So, Tessie's a good option. But, yeah, I mean, Tommy Talao is definitely going to make money because he's got that 70-odd in his rolling average. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so pretty good option at that 200k mark. You know he's Willie Talao's son? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. You okay. know Willie Talao used to play for the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Coates was a disaster, so you probably wouldn't get him. No. Herbie, Herbie did really well. Herbie, 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 went, Herbie went bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love those movies. <laughs> um, and he held his spot, and it looks like he's still goal-kicking, but the, the problem with Herbie is Stags. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. You just got to assume it, that he loses his spot when Stags comes back, I think. So 
that's probably a bit frustrating. You probably missed a boat on Herbie anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Raiders Dragons game. Zach Lomax, we just we talked about briefly. He's got a really low break even. You can hold him for one more week and then then hook him for a, a premium center wing. So that's probably what I'd be doing, but I wouldn't begrudge anyone selling him this week because it's still a pretty hard game. But he's been he's averaging like fifty eight now. Yeah, he's doing really really well. Uh, the, the Eels and the Cowboys is the next game. I think the Eels will probably flog the Cowboys. Titans Sharks, it's your boy Sione Katoa. Oh, he's still he's still got a negative break even, and he's a trade in. He's still a trade in. He's still a trade in with that with that draw. With that run. SJ yeah. is just feeding him. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, Nene is on the extended bench. I saw that. I, I didn't know he was at the Sharks. Yeah, they picked him up. Um, right. So he could come in for Bryson Goodwin, potentially. Okay. It'd be interesting. Wouldn't it be a disaster for owners if they swapped them back, if Nene got the right wing and Katoa went back to the left? Well, Nene was traditionally a left winger anyway, so was he? that okay. doesn't worry me too much. It's just what happens when Ronaldo comes back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Katoa, yeah, like absolutely flying that combo. And they could score anything against the Titans. They beat the Broncos. Yeah, well. Uh, what, what is going on at the Broncos? Can, should we talk about the Broncos? It's the next game. No, no. You don't yeah, want to. Well, sure. I mean, but everyone, everyone's talking about what's everyone's going on. Everyone's talking about the Broncos. I know. I know. It's boring. Um, I was like, wondering whether the, the success of the Broncos uh, team ties into their share price at all. Because, of course, they're a listed company. Um, unlike every other football team. But it doesn't seem to be. They seem to be doing okay, share, share price-wise. Share price-wise, okay. Yeah. You looked at that, did you? Yeah, I was like, you know, I hate the Broncos, but if they were cheap enough, I would have bought a couple of Broncos shares. So Payne Haas has been playing 60 minutes. Yes, he has. So but, he... So, like, so what? Every, everybody's got him. No one's going to trade him out. He's even on sixty minutes. He's he's oh, he's still a keeper at sixty minutes. Still a keeper, uh, but he's not a captaincy option. No, no more. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of that until he until he consistently goes back to back to eighty minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be a battle of two awful teams: the Warriors Broncos game. Yeah, and um, RTS is sweating on a judiciary thing, right? Yes, yes. So they could be even worse if he gets if he gets done. Although they've had a couple of guys back, like Mamalo and, and Fusantua are back. Tohu uh, Harris just keeps busting out big scores. Yes. Um, he's been named at 12 again, but I'm pretty sure he played the whole game at lock last week. I think he did as well, yeah. So he's a huge buy. Like he's, if, he plays the, if he keeps getting that sort of 80-minute or close to 80-minute lock roll, he's, he's a top two or three. Second row, yep. right up there with Maddo. Yep. Do we? We have to talk about Maddo. Can we not? <laughs> you don't have him. No. He's. You know, he's averaging like four points more than Tamalolo. Yeah. At what point does he become a captaincy option? At the point where you have him. So <laughs> not for me. Well, I've got him, and I haven't. It hasn't come into my consideration yet, and I think this week you have to wait. You have to wait. Yeah. Because there's a, without without Moses calling for the ball on the right, I don't know how much ball he's going to see. Well, that's the thing. Like he is somewhat dependent on a 
attacking stats to get those kind of 90-ish scores. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just been coming a lot. So there is a, a bit of risk with him that if he doesn't get an attacking stat, he's going to score 65, which isn't mm-hmm. great for a captaincy option. But he's offloading. He does have those attacking stats in him. And he's I think he's the second highest point scorer so far this year. Okay. Like, he's just absolutely killing it. But anyway, um, so along with Maddo and McInnes and, um, and Tamalolo, I think Tohu Harris, if he keeps getting that role, is right up there. Mm-hmm. Again, yep. Jazz is probably going to be back at some stage, but, you know, who knows when. Adam Dewey. Oh, we're talking about Tigers-Panthers, are we? Talking about Tigers. Unless you want to talk more about the, the, that shitty Broncos-Warriors game. All, all I'll say is if my head-to-head is not going well after the first what, four games or whatever it is, Tessie Niu is, is going to play for me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Tigers-Panthers. So Adam Dewey keeps on doing doing it. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. I thought I wanted my team name this year to be Dewey or Doney. But... How is my thing bad and that not bad? <laughs> So I think he, I saw something, I think, I think he looked at his base and he's averaging 18 runs a game. Right. And like maybe three tackle busts a game. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all his runs are over eight metres. So he's basically getting about 40 points a game just in base, which is yes. pretty big. Um, and plus, he seems to be good for a line break or getting close to a try every week. Mm-hmm. Can't necessarily see him scoring a try against the Panthers, but yeah, he's a great option. Again, yeah, I think the Tigers have had a pretty reasonable run, though, and it, and it closes up a bit. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, 40 points in base, not a lot of downside. Yep. Okay. Hey, no, is... Uh... Oh, go, go. You're going to say something about no, no, for like... I was wrong about him again. Oh, so... Yeah, me too. He's We're so wrong. Absolutely killing it. Sorry, what were you going to say? Is Harry Grant going to win the Dally M? Quite possibly. And like he's gonna like Days of Thunder it like like <laughs> Days of Thunder it. Well, like <laughs> what does that mean? Like he kind of is is giving everybody a head start. You know how like you know Cole Trickle spins out at Daytona <laughs> and he has to go through the pack. Or, you know, <laughs> he's that's got what, so that's, much talent that he can do it from the back of the field. He's gonna do it from the back of the field, and and then he's gonna like. He's, he's, you know, you know what's going to happen. He's going to have someone like Cam Smith in front of him in pole position, and he's going to call trickle it. He's going to try to go up high like he always does, and he's going to cut down low. <laughs> or Cam Smith's going to nudge him into the wall. Oh, Cam Smith's definitely going <laughs> to nudge him into the wall. Um, Harry Grant is going to single-handedly drag the Tigers into the top eight. I think. I know. He's that good. They're going to hold him ransom. You know what's happening. He's getting Stockholm syndrome right now. Well, if I think if they make the eight, like, yeah, he might he might decide to stay, or you know, I don't know how that's going to work contract wise. I don't know what his contract says, but they're um, going to chain him to Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, in the basement. But yeah, mm-hmm. if they can make the finals and they can go on a bit of a run, he, I think he's going to find it very hard to leave. Anyway, he's amazing and super coach wise. I think he's now ahead of. Uh, Demi Cook. Yep. I think Cam Smith is the number one hooker, and Harry Grant is number two, but it's close. Yeah. Damien Cook is number three, and Abby Corazio is number four. And I'm discounting right. McInnes. 
Yeah. So because a lot of people have Appian Grant, um, there's nothing to talk about with Hooker. Just yeah. ride with that, surely. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the good pod player would be to get in, um, to get in Smith. Yeah, he's expensive, but I'd be looking at doing that trade if you if you can. Smith's got a couple of tough games coming up, and then they play the Titans, so he's a good. He'd be a good target for that Titans game. Yeah, yeah. And surely he's got a pretty good run, so you could hold Appy for a couple more games. Yeah, yeah. Surely, if um, if Harry Grant comes back to Melbourne, Brandon Smith has to call up old mate Isaac Moses and say to him, "Get me out of here, give me the Tigers or some shit like that." There's, there's, there's like Brandon Smith's an amazing player, and he's not going to get game time. Maybe unless he's like, he could just end up being a starting lock. Yeah. I don't know how long that will last for. He's not big enough. And then again, neither is McInnes. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's bigger than McInnes. We talked about Kalen Ponga. So I'm onto, the, I'm onto the Manly game now. Yep. So Tom Trevojevic being out has turned Manly from a top four t- team into a bottom eight team. Mm-hmm. I'm calling that pretty quickly, but like, so, you know, they might turn around a bit this week, but wow. He's, he just makes their, ta- their attack... Like they, their attack goes from looking electric to looking pedestrian, just without him being there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I can see the, I can see the Knights putting a bit of a score on Manly, to be honest. Bradman's bet, Bradman's back, which is good. What are the chances of like five or six guys having like a one week injury in the same week? <laughs> oh, you're so cut. <laughs> it's got to be pretty low. Yeah. <sighs> And then the, uh, the last game of the round is the Bulldogs South game, which we talked about. I think that's going to be an absolute logging. Yeah, a lot of guys to get in, a lot of guys to potentially get in. Not enough trades. Not enough I was trades. thinking, if if one season they just change rules and said, "Look, you got your thirty-seven trades, and you can spend them however you like. If you want to spend like fifteen trades in the first five rounds, you can do that. Or twenty trades in the first five rounds, you can do that." What would be so wrong with that? Like if people just want to kind of like blow them early and try to build their team really, really quickly and then run the risk of running out of trades. I think that's the problem. It turns it into a game of luck. Does it though? Well, if you just use all your trades early and build the best team you possibly can in lightning speed and just hope that you don't get any injuries for the rest of the year. Like, but surely, surely that, is, that's the like that's the best strategy, and you can't beat that. If, is it though? Because a lot of people would be doing that, whereas the minority would be being like, okay, well, there's going to be injuries. I'll spend a bunch of trades, but not as much as everybody else is spending, and hold on to some to cover my injuries. Surely those kind of guys would, you know, rise to the top like cream. But there's only got to be one guy that trades really well and gets lucky, and he becomes unbeatable. Maybe. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like one guy that uses like 15 trades in, in as you say, in the first five rounds and just doesn't get any injuries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's the games. Um, last Thing, you want to have a quick chat about the slight change of the six again rule? 
Yeah, so they said that that like not standing square at marker can now be a six again thing. Yeah, and basically, so basically, ruck penalties that were not that were not part of the six again rule originally, and now are now being part of the six again rule. So instead of refs blowing a regular penalty, for example, with markers not being square, they'll just call six again again. Right. Uh, so, I yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, but I think I don't feel great about it. We'll see what happens. Um, it's going to speed up the game again. Well, yeah. And it's going so, to mean that if a team gets on a roll, they're going to get really, really hard to see. You, yeah, you can now just walk up the entire field. It's like it's like 1965 again. So, <laughs> well, it, well, yeah. Like the dragons. Have, the dragons yeah. in the 60s. Exactly. Watch watch the Roosters win eleven in a row now. Because they will. Because someone like Teddy will like backing up through the middle all the time. Like how how often will markers be square? Never. It'll just be six it'll just be rolling on and on and on and on again until the attacking team scores. Now, if the refs give the six again as regularly as they would have blown a penalty in that situation, then really it's it should be an improvement to the game, but my thinking is that they're going to call a six again when otherwise they would have kind of like let it go a little bit because maybe the six again is not as uh, is not as much of an imposition on the defending team as a proper penalty would be. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, look, I'm I'm, I'm not sure that it's going to make that much of a difference. We'll see. We'll see how we go. A few more of those six agains, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to read too much into it just yet. Um, so who are you going to captain and vice-captain this week? I think I might vice-captain Sione Katoa. Yeah. Nice and if I do that, I'm going to captain... I'm not sure who I'm going to captain. Potentially Harry Grant. Or even Abby Corusau. Probably wouldn't captain either of those two this week. Well, I don't. I don't have a clear other option. I don't think who who is who is a good option in in the later games. Um, Cleary potentially. Oh yeah, yeah. Cleary might be a good option if if I get him in. Yeah. Yeah. You? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I think a lot of people are going to vice captain Sean Johnson. But that does, if I was to do that, it would have to be maybe a Cleary, yeah, maybe a Cleary captain. If it was a, it was a BC Johnson. All right. So, so out of the three, who would you get between between Cleary, Johnson, and Latrell? If you had to pick two. Uh, if I am a head-to-head player, probably Cleary and Johnson. If I am an overall player, Cleary and Latrell. Pod value. Yeah. Cleary and Latrell rather than Johnson and Latrell. I think so, yes. Because Johnson has... Okay, so Cleary is still, as we said, 15 points better than Johnson in the halfback position. Yeah. Uh, and in the 5'8th position, whilst SJ has the best run... Uh, holding on to Williams for one more week and then flipping him to 
Flanagan or Brown or someone like that is a reasonable alternative. Or SJ so, next week, although he's break even. Or SJ next week. Or SJ next week, but you'd probably want SJ for this week if you're yeah. going to do that. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I just really like the idea of getting Latrell in this week. Yeah. yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I can't death ride Cleary again. That nearly broke me. <laughs> that try that he scored literally nearly broke me. Ruined my entire weekend. Yeah. All right. Good chat. Thanks again. And Thank good luck. And speak next week. All right. See ya. Bye.